In this episode of The Ziggler Show, I'm back with comedic thought leader, Michael Jr., and we walk through his daily habits for success. We hit on his, you know, eating and exercising and praying and more, which is just always so fascinating to me to hear what high achieving people are just really doing in real life and what they're not doing. But in the talk, you're going to hear Michael share one of his primary relational habits is asking in regards to the person standing in front of him, what can I do for this person? And of course, I revere the sentiment. But with Michael, I feel it just has more gravity. If you heard our main talk in episode 887, you hear me dig into the unique attributes that I found in comedians and how their role requires them to be uber aware of other people as ultimately the job itself is appealing to people and getting an emotional response or in Michael's case, not getting a laugh, but giving a laugh. So you can join us here for a joyful talk through how Michael gets the best out of himself. And you'll invariably find ideas on how to get the best out of yourself as well, I believe. And you can go check out Michael's podcast, Funny How Life Works. Hi, everyone. I'm Kevin Miller. I host three podcasts where we have candid discussions regarding the root issues of personal change and growth. This is The Ziggler Show, where our focus is growing your professional success by helping you develop into the person you want and need to be. In my Motive podcast, we discover what drives successful people and what drives you. My True Life podcast is aimed at getting you fully functioning physically so your body doesn't hold you back. You can find all three shows in Apple Podcasts by searching Kevin Miller or go to my website, kevinmiller.co. So Michael, on those days when I like, I like prefacing and when things are going to be busy, you can't, it's not the perfect day. It's going to be a little crunched maybe. What are the habits you're going to make sure you don't drop? These are the ones that no matter what, for the most part, you're going to hold on to. Well, one of them we talked about a little while ago, man, is really I I always try to take some time out to think about what I'm thinking thinking about. about. I love that line. Yeah. Like I really do, man. I just sit and say, okay, why am I, am I, am I rushed today? Why am I rushed? Uh, What do I need to do? Like I'm okay with spending some time just thinking about what I'm thinking about, man. John Maxwell told me once, and it's brilliant, and I actually did this. He got a chair that he uses just to think in. So I have a chair, too, and all I do is I go in there and I pray in that chair or I'll just think, like, and just take just take a breath and ask myself, okay, what what's going on? And then any time that something new happens where I feel my heart rate go up a little bit, I'll try to check myself and just be like, what are you thinking about right now? Like I always challenge my own thinking, but I try to do it in the midst of while I'm thinking. I know that sounds real heady. No, I, I, again, I'm enamored with it. Just like I was when we did the first show talking about that. So I've got my, uh, you know, from an athletic standpoint, I got my little smart Mm -hmm. watch that records Mm -hmm. my GPS of where I'm running and riding my heart rate and my, even my heart rate variability and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, how great would that be for it to be monitoring me? I'm sure there's some biochemical aspect and it just shows me, man, you're, you're kind of, your heart rates, you're sitting at your computer. You're just looking at the screen. You've been sitting here for an hour. There's no reason, but your heart rate just jacked up. What's going on? I need that flag. Yeah. Yeah. Just to, just to really think. And sometimes, I mean, we've, we've all, I think everybody can do this. You ever have a conversation with someone and while they're talking, you're thinking, 
Usually, but you're, yeah. you're listening, but you're also thinking at the same time. Mm-hmm. The question I like to ask in those moments is, you know, what can I do for this person? Like, instead, I try to zoom in and think about what I'm thinking about in the midst of that conversation. So that's one of the habits that I try to that I, I work on a lot. And it just kind of once you do it, you'll notice it a lot and be like, oh, huh. And it's, what's funny, too, is you'll find more opportunities to pray. Like you'll mm-hmm. see somebody randomly and you'll think about that person. You'll see him and be like, man, that guy's at the bus stop. And he's, he, it looks like he's why is he bent over like that as he sits down? I, yeah, I'm just going to pray for him. Like, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll just cause you to be way more aware of what's really going on in the unseen versus just dealing with what you're, what you happen to see. Yeah. Like, it's just, I, I like the exercise of that, man. Give me some other primary daily habits of Michael Jr. What do you do for your, yeah. what do you do for your wellness? Um, so I just decided to stop, like I'll do at least 80 ounces of water a day. The issue that I'm running into with that though, is I don't really like water. So I have a tendency to do it all in, um, um, about an hour. My wife is like, you got to sip. I'm like, I can't be sipping. <laughs> of course, I'm, I'm going to the bathroom the whole day yeah. as well. So I do try to take in a lot, a lot of water. And I'm just now to the point where I can get back to working out. I was out for a little while because of, I had a pinched nerve. Hmm. But I work out five days a week. Uh, really, really super, super intense for not a super long time. My workouts are way less than 40 minutes. They're probably like 20 minutes long but it's five or less or, but it's super intense and it's, uh, five days a week. Like hit workout kind of stuff. What do you specifically like, uh, some cardio with some hit in the middle and then back to some cardio stuff. And then another thing that I do is we have a, um, it only works sometimes, but this is so cool, man. So you got to do this. If you guys have access to this, you got to do it. So we have a jacuzzi, right? But the jacuzzi, is always averaging, it seems like right around 58 degrees for whatever reason. So what I'll do is before I get into the shower, I'll just go to the jacuzzi, go under for like, I try to do 20 seconds, but that stuff is hard, especially when we have to deep freeze. Yeah, I'll just go under there and just stay as long as I can and then come up. Dude, when you come up out of there, you feel like a king. Yeah. Like the thing is, is nothing about my body wants to do it. Like, there's no part of me that wants to do it. But one of the greatest lines I heard, I think Tony Robbins said it was, I refuse to negotiate with myself. Yeah. I'm not going to be negotiating. So I'll just go do it. And afterwards, you feel amazing. Or I'll turn on the, in the middle of my hot shower, I'll just turn it to cold for about 15 seconds. Yeah. Cold, cold. Yeah. But that stuff is nowhere near comfortable. But I like to get into the habit of not doing what feels good. Yeah. Meaning, I know my brain is like, no, 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 no. But I'm telling my body that I'm in charge. Yeah. You don't tell me what to do. I'm in charge. So it's almost like a way to break the uh, the comfortableness instead of trying to be comfortable all the time. So that's a big thing I do. Comfort is a drug. And I don't really like doing drugs. Matter of fact, I don't do drugs. I mean, that's a better way to say it. I, you're in a we're in a comfort culture, probably the highest I think we've ever been. And I, that's one of those, the uh, kind of the ice plunge. I know Tony Robbins is real big into that and the cold showers. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that though. I always want extra credit because I live at 9,200 feet above sea level in the Rocky mountains and my water comes from a well. It's cold. It's really cold. It doesn't get in, It doesn't get any colder. Uh, wow. That. How often do you do the cold plunge? I mean, how often do you do one? No, nah, I, I, I do the sh- shower, 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 but we have a lake up here that I'll do pretty frequently as well. Uh, but I was just in yeah. Florida in a cold shower down there. 
It's not a cold shower. It's not but even it, a cold shower. It's not dude. even a cold shower. No. Yeah, it's, and I think it's a little more on it too, because I'm black and we don't really mess around with water that much. I just want to say that. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll take some extra points. Too. Okay. If I, well, I'll, I'll poke at that. I'll poke at that one. I had, I lived with uh, one of my best friends for a long time who is, uh, is black. And he said, we don't, we don't like the cold. We just don't. No. Or water. Yeah. Yeah. You put them together, cold water. Oh, it's, no. It's no good. <laughs> no, please. How about nutritionally? What do you do there? We got any specific habits there? So my wife has a degree in culinary arts, and I do this thing where um, it's a diet called um, uh, Obey. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you just obey your wife and you <laughs> eat what she tells you to eat. I was, <laughs> you totally, you totally got me with that. I was waiting for what the acronym stood for. Okay. You, you were zoomed in. I was. No, so I, I, I will eat whatever my wife. My wife is doing probably. I think we just agreed to do four days a week uh vegetarian uh-huh. or if not vegan or whatever and i'm just following her lead on it because i can't um it's just too much conflicting research out there so yeah. i just go with what she says like i don't know what like if it's free can gluten really be that bad i mean it's free like yeah. no, i'm just playing so i uh i just listen i really listen to my wife i i defer to her on that one for sure you know i want to i want to hit on on this because you are uh, Tom Ziegler was talking about this recently. I mean, you are on stage, literally. So you, you know, you're, you're doing movies. You're on the stage there. Um, I had a, an, another an actor on recently as well, and your physical appearance is. I, mean, I think it's. I think it's important for everybody, but it's paramount for you to. Solve. Do you feel that yes. pressure a lot more? Um, not so much. I've been in. I, I'm in pretty good shape, and I look really really fit even though i haven't worked out in probably a month because of this pinched nerve yeah. i don't know what i don't even know where those come from like who in the world came up with the idea of a pinched nerve it's it is doggone miserable. horrific yeah like it is miserable but i feel like um i do want to present on stage i feel like i'm funnier when i'm thin but if i'm a little puffy i, don't, I just don't feel as funny i know that seems weird i just don't think i'm as engaging if I'm breathing hard on stage, I'm just like, so the other day I was, <laughs> yeah. no, I need to, I need to be able to move and jump and have fun. That's a big, that's a big, big deal for me. And I still do the same thing where, um, we're talking about habits. I do also play basketball often. I'm not a treadmill person, mainly because, uh, I like to accomplish something while I'm working out. Like I need to see some progress. If I'm on a treadmill, I feel like a gerbil or something. I can't really do the the, dread, the treadmill stuff. But yeah, that's how I get down. Yeah, it's funny you talking about feeling fluffy on stage. There's not a good track record for overweight comedians. Most of them seem to die, literally. Yeah, it's really not that good, man. Not not that good. What about on the on just the input side of your life? The getting the positive input. What do you turn to? So I hopefully will knock it out three times this year, but I, I read the Bible constantly. Hmm. I still don't understand all of it, but I'm constantly reading it. So I'll probably finish, I'll probably read through it three times this year. And then I also am constantly reading uh, books. Like I just read again, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And um, oh, I read Funny How Life Works. That's a great book. I've heard, I've heard. Oh, so I'm going to check it out. Book. So I'm constantly, oh, and I'm also reading, uh, I just, after Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I'm going to Think and Grow Rich. So I'm constantly putting as much good information as I can in my head. And um, because 
whatever you put in your heart is going to be revealed in your walk. So the main thing I do is the Bible. I mean, I'm constantly, I'm doing it on audio as well. I'm constantly listening to the Bible and getting it to my heart because I think like people ask me often on stage, be like, where did you get this insight from? Like, how did you know to say that at that time? And the truth is, is I don't really know, except for the fact that God gave you that insight in that moment. Because again, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. I'm doing everything I can. I'm talking about every day, every single day. I'm filling my heart up with God's word every, every day. I probably did three chapters today. Like I'm just digging, putting as much as I can in there. And then it just shows up. Wisdom just kind of shows up and I'm saying stuff and helping people. And I'm like, man, that's good. I'm taking notes all day long. Like thoughts will pop in my head. I'm like, oh, snap, let me write this down. And I know it's coming from, from reading this Bible so much. You told me something years ago that I have referenced and I have never forgotten. And you said you made it a habit to hit your knees. Oh, get out the bed. Yep. Out the bed. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. That is a big one. I didn't want to do a repeat, but let me tell everybody. No, no, no. I, I, I want to bring it back up because it's stuck. Yeah. That stuck with me. Yeah. So the first thing I do, I did it this morning, is I hit my knees before my feet when I get out of bed. Every single morning before I make any decisions, I go to my knees first and just thank God. Just think about it, dude. Like, like the breath that I'm breathing, he gave it to me. Like, ever think about that? Like, have you ever tried to hold your breath? Like, just just hold it for two minutes if you can. Yeah. And you wouldn't even have that if not. That stuff blows me away. So it's the very first thing I do. And our bed is, uh, I think since we talked last, our bed is much taller. We got this new mattress. So it's, it's a long way down there. But I literally <laughs> would go to my, my knees before my feet, man. And it just it sets the tone daily for that that's, that's funny thing. you say that because my bed is like that i built my bed i, I do this mm-hmm. woodworking stuff and i built it and my wife wanted it really high so she could put like stuff underneath it and what so uh, yeah that's it's a danger to my <laughs> knees to jump out like michael jr and hit my knees before right. my before my feet um when you you know when you're looking at just the well, you say you're not traveling as much. I mean, in your work, though, what are some of the disciplines, the habits that you, in your, I was to say as a comedian, but you're, uh, that's not, how do you reference yourself these days? If they you say, know, what are your kids going to tell really, Yeah. Somebody said it really well, man, recently. They said a comedic thought leader. And I was like, ooh, okay. ooh I like that. I like comedic thought leader. Okay. Because I do like thoughts and I'm comedic. So, so what are the disciplines in there? You you just said one that was, you're always, obviously you're thinking about what you're thinking about. You're aware of what's going on. You're writing notes. So that sounds like that's a primary discipline for the, cause you're a content creator. Yes. So I'm constantly writing notes, but then on top of that, I set time aside to go through the notes. So even in my notes in the morning when I pray, so, Oh, this is, this is a good one. I actually, when I, whenever I pray and I feel like God is saying something to me, I'll write it down. I'll put a date next to it. But then I'll stroll through my notes and uh, I'll put the, a date through it. And then after the, the next day, I'll read my notes and I'll start at the top. And any note that I read, I'll put a slash by it. And then if and then I'll stroll all the way down. And when I say stroll all the way down, it's a lot of doggone notes. on here. I got notes. These notes start in 2012. So I just got note after note after note after note. Right. But I'll, if I see one slash. That means I read that note already and I'll go to the next one so I can ensure that I'm going through all my notes that I feel like what God has been saying to me. 
And I'm telling you, the most amazing part about this exercise is I'll get to a random note that it's time for me to read. It's the next note down. And it'll be something that I need on that day right there, even though it was something God said to me in 2013. Like, it is so awesome to be able to go through the notes and the conversations and even the dreams that I've had. And just like right here, 12, 12, 18, it just says, uh, it says, I love you. You are worthy. And it also says, stay diligent. Like in those moments, just randomly, I'll need that information. It'll just hit me so hard. It's almost as if I'm creating a platform or another way for God to be able to talk to me. Yeah. Like, I don't know what notes going to pop up. Then some days I read five notes. Some days I read four notes. But as soon as I go to it, it's like, boom, like, yes, I needed that right now. Then I'll put a a line through it, another check mark through it. And the next day I'll go to the next note. Yeah, I, I that's one that it is a discipline for me because I tend to want to focus on the next thought, the next note, and not go back and look at them. Yeah. So thanks for the right. uh, the call out for that. You are listening to The Ziggler Show and this Habits episode with Michael Jr. Next, we talk about his home life and he shares some of the habits he employs to nurture his family. Uh, You can hear again more from Michael. Find his podcast wherever you get your podcast. It's the same name as his new book, Funny How Life Works. For anyone in sales, I encourage you to check out Reply. It's a sales automation platform that streamlines prospecting, helping you acquire new customers and grow revenue with minimum effort. Reply allows you to scale your lead generation while maintaining a personal touch with your multi-channel campaigns. You can eliminate routine manual tasks so you get to focus on value generating activities and increase your efficiency. By creating a sustainable lead generation flow that runs on autopilot, you can save up to seven hours per week for each sales rep on manual follow-ups and campaign management. Imagine what you can get done in that amount of save time. And you close 10% more deals so you'll scale your outreach without sacrificing the quality of engagement. And I actually wonder if the claim of saving seven hours is a bit stingy, actually. As aside from just task saving time, my experience is you gain even more time just with being able to work smarter and having the peace of knowing everything's nailed down. You can sign up for a 14 day free trial. No credit card is required at reply.io. And for Ziggler Show listeners, get a one time $100 discount for Reply with the code REPLYPOD when purchasing a paid plan. That's reply.io with the code reply pod for a hundred dollars off a paid plan. So you've got five kids. How many you got home right now? Like live at home. Uh, (laughs) Two. Two. My kids are pretty grown. Two. And then what, and then so, and and your wife, what are some of the nine kids, man? Let's just be, let's just stop right there. Yeah. Yeah. Nine kids. Yeah. How do you get places? How does that work? I have big cars. Big cars. Yeah, yeah. cars with an S. I, I literally have a, an all-wheel drive passenger van because uh, we live up here in the mountains. I, I got that special just to hold the crew. Yeah, I, yeah, I got some of them out of the house now, but it seems like they're back a lot. Now they bring significant others with them, so I'll be getting <laughs> I'll, I'll, be, I'll be getting a U-Haul next, uh, all-wheel drive oh, U-Haul. Nine, that is bananas. You homeschooled, didn't you? My wife, God bless her, did a lot. We do, we've done private school. We've done public school. I just, I'm going to a meeting about a new school in town. It's a classical something or other. We do everything. Uh, it's kind of ebb and flow. Wow. I don't know how you keep track of them kids, man. Like, 
Yeah, you can put little devices on them and keep track of them on your smartphone now. It's really, really helpful. That is awesome. Yeah. So what about you? What are the habits, like some of the relational things that you guys do as a family to keep those uh, bonds together? Yeah, a big thing is to eat. Uh, we like to eat together. It mm. seems kind of simple, but we do like to just sit down and eat together. And um, my 10-year-old... I will strategically, I know this is going to be twisted for some people, I will strategically watch rated R movies with her. And what I mean by that is at some point she's going to come across them anyway. Yeah. So why not do it when your parents are present so then I can pause it and we can have a conversation. Wow. So I'll do that on purpose just so it's not, plus some of those things are things we have to talk about anyways. So this is almost like an icebreaker. And I want to be in a room when she has to deal with those things. I want to have that conversation with her. So it's not weird. So it's not. And I also like to show her the agenda behind a lot of the movies or TV we watch. Because you can see the agendas. But if you're not aware of it and you'd never see it, you just you'd just be like, oh, well, that's just normal. That's just what people do all the time. That's what she would start to think. But instead, I'll pause and be like, hey, did you see anything there? Did you see what just happened? She'll be like, oh, yeah, why did this person say that to that person? And then she'll pick up on it. So now she has the ability to see it herself. So then when she gets older and she's gone, I mean, we're not, we can't keep them from seeing these things. At least she'll have in her mind how to break it down and what it means and what they're, the message they're really trying to convey to her. So that's a big deal. Michael, I, I, love, I love that. That's been... A point. I grew up in a Bible Belt and Mm -hmm. saw so many of my peers get out of their parents' confines and around, you know, especially in the Christian, you know, in the church where they were kept from everything and they got out of it and went nuts. Absolutely nuts. Yeah. Absolutely. And so you doing that. But now the other side of it is I I know parents have said, yeah, well, they're just going to go, you know, let them do whatever because they got to deal with the world anyways. And I didn't see good things happen there. But to have a I was going to say monitored, but a partnered, like you're talking about. I even yeah, used to, that's a great way to put it. I used to make fun of the, some of the Christian radio stations, you know, safe for the whole family. I thought, you know, the world's not that safe. I don't know that I want to keep Ooh, my kids that's great. in a bubble. But what you said, <clears throat> to be judiciously yeah. taking them through stuff. I remember taking my boys, you know, and letting them watch Braveheart and Gladiator. There's some hard stuff. But I said, man, let's talk about This is biblical. You know, some of these depictions, yeah. it's, it's gory, but that's, that, that really happens. That's really cool to hear you. We were on an airplane not too long ago, and uh, I was sitting across from her and her mom, and the seat in front of her was playing a movie, and the movie had a sex scene in it. And I happened to look up and see the movie, and I saw that she saw it as well. So then I got up and made some adjustments. I I told the people, and I put a, uh, a jacket in between the seats so she couldn't see they didn't see more of it. <clears throat> but then we went home, we were able to have that conversation yeah. and be like, hey, this is what you saw. This is what was going on. Talk to me about what you feel about that, what you think. This is stuff that's just going to be out there. So it just, it opens up the door to be able to have those conversations in a big way. But I'd rather purposely, I want to be the one there when she watches her first, when she sees all of that, I'd rather be there. And then we just kick it. And it also gives me the ability to not make it such a big deal. Like, oh, 
like scared. Like, yeah. oh, what, what? like no, let's just hold, have this conversation because this stuff is going to come at you big time. Yeah. What are you going to do? And another exercise we do a lot is I say, um, hey, so you know Jesus, you know who he is, you know how we feel about it. There's going to be some people who are going to run at you trying to convince you that this ain't true. I'm just telling you, they're coming at you from all different directions. So sometimes we might even role play a little bit. And I'll say, and I'll challenge some stuff that some of her thinking, just so she can get used to having that conversation and being confident in who she is. We just got to have some new approaches as a result, because because the uh, the world has a bunch of new approaches, right? For 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 our kids. So I just want to be prepared. I want to be right there next to them. That's yeah, it's interesting. And some of that I've grown into, like you, I've got older kids and there's things that I learned through the process, wish I had done with them. And yeah, you're practicing on the old ones. You're practicing. (laughs) The best I can do now is let them know, man, it's the best I knew at the moment, but uh, I I know better now. Sorry about that. Uh, I'll pay my, my wife says we'll pay for your therapy. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Last one here. Personal. What do you do? I've really gotten interested in this and talking with people. What do you do for you and, and whether that's a hobby, fun, play, self-care, but it is just what you do for the individual of Michael Jr. That, that lights you up. There's two things, really. I really like playing basketball. I'm not amazingly good at it. I just dunk on people like every other game. Not every game. Oh, that's sweet of you. <laughs> sweet of you. Yeah, um, but the big thing is what my dad used to do with me all the time, which is go fishing. Huh. That stuff is the best, man. Just sitting back and fishing. And I really like fishing with my 10-year-old. She's really good at it. And just hanging out with her on a lake or near a lake. I don't do it nearly as much as I want to, but I'm starting to make some adjustments. But just sitting there, sitting back and fishing, dude, just throwing a pole out, the, the water still, and you get a bite, and you don't know what is on the other line. Like, there's no... There's no way for you to know. You can have, you can guess, but it's just a really great experience of really just sitting back and enjoying nature, which is pretty awesome. I, I always Fishing thought it was, it's, such, it's such a great entrepreneurial endeavor because there's always hope. Maybe the sun will shift. Maybe the water temperature mm. will change. Maybe that spot, <clears throat> and it's endless. Yeah, I enjoy it. That's a good way to look at it, entrepreneurial. I've never even thought about it like that. Man, well, there you, thank you. You can read about that in my book, man. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for uh, giving us a behind the scenes walk through some of what you're doing. And uh, as always, thank you for what you're doing, Dude, you're awesome. how you're lifting us up. You're awesome, man. Thanks so much. Again, folks, if you want to engage more with Michael Jr., just search for his podcast, Funny How Life Works, and you can get his new book by the same name. Just check it out wherever you get books or go to Michael Jr., J-R, MichaelJR.com. Coming up in episode 86, nope, how about 890? Let's try that. 890, Tom Ziegler and I talk about who is lifting you up or pulling you down. Till then, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.